I'm Mike. I'm Dave. And this is Between the Lines. And we're back. We are back. We and, are back. And freaking April just will not let up with the stupid snow. Well, they say the April showers and May flowers and whatnot, but there's nothing about snow in that <laughs> in in that saying. What is it? Uh, Christmas in July. So now, what is it? Christmas in April that we have? Is it yeah. has it changed? Has not. I has think not I think it's in revolt to them wanting to get rid of daylight savings time. So yeah. it's it's. It's, so the seasons are revolting. The seasons are. It's like that horrible "What's hap- or happening" movie. Oh God! Where by the, uh, where the M. trees Night did Shyamalan. it. <laughs> where the tree the trees did it. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the trees are causing it to snow in April. What? What? What's going on? Of course, this is Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania yeah. is the uh, most uh, erratic. Well, that's where it. That's where it was filmed. Was in Pennsylvania. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's M Night. M Night Shyamalan does yeah. everything in PA. <laughs> of course, he picked the perfect, uh, yeah, perfect state to represent anarchy. Yeah, anarchy of it. the seasons. It's the supernatural beings and whatnot. Um, you can find. I'm going to go ahead and pitch our pitch our socials first. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash PA between the lines. You can find us on Twitter at the BTL Podcast and newly acquired. Um, we have a Reddit community, uh, r forward slash BTL podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Please. So please don't post, uh, yeah, it's, it is a 18 plus content. Yeah. It, it is not, <laughs> it is, it is a safe for work sub subreddit. So not to be confused with between the sheets. Yeah. No, <laughs> no dick pics. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it just seems like um, every Reddit page it, it always devolves into either either uh, either OnlyFans, yeah, or unsolicited dick pics. That's that's all that's on Reddit. Well, the good thing is they have filters at least yeah. built into the system. Yeah. So no, it's 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 a neat little it's a neat little social uh, social media experiment. Anyway, it's, it's neat what you can find. You can find anything on Reddit. Yeah. That's what, that's, what's cool about it. So we're, we're on there now. Um, we have, um, an actual Reddit account as well. I believe I'm, I'm unprepared for this, but I believe the, uh, username is you, um, forward slash the BTL show. I think is the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's uh that's our socials. We have the 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 book face um, at PA between the lines. We have the we got the titter, the tweets, and uh, of at the BTL podcast. And on Reddit, we have the subreddit BTL show, or sorry, BTL podcast, and the username is the BTL show. So we're we're expanding. We all eleven of you can. Um, <laughs> Now you all now you all can have your own private little place yeah. where you Yeah, you can we you can go there, you can comment, you can share stories that you want to hear about um on the podcast and and that's what I hope um that's what I hope that it turns into anyway is a place where um you guys can interact with us and tell us what you want to hear and 
um, tell us what you want to be on the show and so on and so forth. It's a place where your dreams come stuff. true. Oh, wait, yeah. no, sorry, that's Disney. Yeah, well, not not so much anymore. <laughs> not so much. Speaking of Florida, yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm a Steelers fan, Yes, as most people know, and a prospect, a prospective quarterback uh, in um, – Pittsburgh was doing quarterback camp down in Miami with Mitch Trubisky. And for some reason, for some unknown reason, he was walking down 595 uh, and tried to cross west, tried to cross a highway westbound and was hit by a dump truck. I hate to laugh, but that's ridiculous. Um, was hit by a dump truck um, and killed yesterday. Um, he was 24 years old. Um, he was going to be 25 soon anyway. Um, did they specify in the story what time of day it was when it happened? As far as I know, it was like midday. It wasn't like in the middle of the night. It wasn't, uh, early morning or anything early morning or anything crazy like that. As far as, as far as everything I read so far, it was just like midday and it just seems, I mean, anymore when stories come out in the news, it's almost like. You couldn't script it. Yeah. But at the same time, it, you know, it could be what it is. It could be just what Weird it is. Weird things happen all the time. But, um, but a dump truck? Just, it's, it's, for me, it's hard to think of that a guy in that kind of shape, physical shape, with yeah. the alertness that he has, probably, you know, with training and everything, yeah. would get hit by a dump truck. Yeah. Well, quarterbacks are supposed to be alert to their blind side. Yeah. So I mean, not to not to joke about it. No, I mean I, I'm not saying that to joke. I'm just yeah. I'm saying no, that I, because it just it astounds me that I mean I I can imagine though it, like I don't know I I used to live in Florida, mm-hmm. but I lived on the 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 West Coast. Okay, so it was a little slower on that side. Except certain parts of the year, we got traffic from New Jersey, from Delaware, from Pennsylvania from new york like we had the four worst driving states <laughs> in in all of the united states consolidated to an area of the u.s during certain parts of the year and i remember there was one major highway coming through uh the tampa bay area called mcdade mcdade highway i think it was what it was called and basically i remember coming across i was going somewhere on a monday night and in sequence five state troopers pulled over cars one by one as I drove past them. They were just like all waiting. I've, I've seen one or two pullovers happen in the, in a matter of a couple of miles. These were five different pullovers that happened in the period of time it took me to drive from point A to point B. So it was just in, I just say that just to say it, I mean, parts of Florida can get pretty crazy. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Carl Heisen, who's a writer. And he's written some crazy, uh, like detective novels about Florida. So there's some. I just say that because there's some Florida. crazy, some crazy BS that can happen down in Florida. But at the same time, it just astounds me that um, that something like so benign like this. Would just have. remember that Bert Kreischer is from Florida. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so. there's Bert Kreischer is. <laughs> he was, and I know I've said this before, but he was the, he was the. Um, inspiration for the movie van wilder oh was he yeah i didn't realize Van wilder was based on was based on him now obviously well i don't know i've seen i've seen pictures of bert when he was 
younger and he looked a lot like Ryan Reynolds, you know, physically. Really? He, he, yeah, he had a pretty decent physique when he was younger. Burke Kreischer. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell happened? I, well, <laughs> booze. <laughs> booze and and ribs. I started watching that uh, doc, not a documentary, but sort of like tracing his his day to day. Oh, really? You know that you 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 got me. Oh, hooked the one on where, it. where he goes out to the cabin. Yes. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to relax or whatever. I can't. Oh, man, I wish I knew what the. I'm, I'm gonna look it up. All right I now. remember is somebody trying to pull a waxing strip from <laughs> off of his asshole in the middle of the show and they didn't edit anything. So I got, I got more of Burt Kreischer in a five minute segment than I ever wanted in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> he, he definitely, um, he's, he's an odd duck. That he's hilarious that though. Bert. I mean, some of the stories that he tells, like when he and his buddy go down mm. Disney world, and they go on the, uh, what is it, the small world? Yeah, it's a small world. Oh, my gosh. I never laughed hard in my life when he told that story. I, I was rolling on the floor. Why is it when, whenever you're trying to find something, it, they always make it so hard? The Cabin with Burt Kreischer is what it was called. Gotcha. Yeah, The Cabin. Um, I like the episode with Miss Pat where he has her come in and they try to go fishing and they put on wetsuits. I haven't seen that one. Oh, Maybe. yeah. It's, I think it's, I got like up to episode three or four. I, it's a lot to take. Yeah, it I'm is. Not gonna, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and be, and act like it's like this. Whole I mean, the, show. the sheer nudity by put, itself, put your, put your kids <laughs> to bed before you, but you know, don't, don't let the youngins uh, watch this one. But that picture he took the, the painting that they did of <laughs> him. him and uh, Bobby, no, it wasn't Bobby Lee. It was. Uh, He's from. Um, what what uh, Comedy Central show is he he typically on? Is that was that Mad or? Yeah, he was on Mad TV. So anyway, but yeah, that and um, but he goes fishing with Miss Pat in one of those inflatable, like inner tube raft oh, type no. things, and he he has the keys in his pocket and he loses the keys to the to the car he loses the car keys in the lake (laughs) (laughs) oh it's hilarious i gotta watch that one i'll have to see which episode it is no it's a good one (laughs) um but yeah uh down in florida Dwayne haskins was hit by a and it's and it's so weird because there's like no information there's there's no credible information as to what actually happened. All we know is that he was hit by a dump truck. Yeah. And like there's there's nothing like you would think that if his car broke down and he was walking down the highway, they would have put that in the story. Oh, he he had car trouble, so he was walking they they don't do anything to address there's why no he was just walking. Yeah. Not that it is know, that where their training facility is located at. Well, there's one in Miami. They were he he wasn't in Miami. It was outside of Miami on on I five eighty five. But that's why he was in Florida because him and the quarterback there's a there's a quarterback facility that you know a lot of different. It's a private uh, facility. Like it, it's not owned by the Steelers or owned by the NFL. They have these almost like spa places that these quarterbacks and running backs and stuff go for, for treatment. Like Nike has one. And at at any, at any rate, he was, he's at one of those quarterback facilities down in Florida. And 
I guess he went to cross the highway, and he, my my envisioning of it is that he must have he must have just stepped out into traffic and wasn't paying attention. Well, not for anything, but it's a good thing he wasn't walking down I seventy five. Yeah, I seventy five is known as Alligator Alley. Oh yeah, there wouldn't be any evidence. I uh, I remember driving down Alligator Alley like twenty years ago, and they they just had started building the first rest stop. <laughs> Oh, wow. Not a good idea to not have a rest stop on I-80, especially when you have gators walking along the yeah. side of the road periodically. <laughs> yeah. So, but, no, that... but nonetheless, I mean, the story is strange. I mean, to me, it just it it just feels like there could be more there than what's being there, told. There's got to be more to the story one way or another. Why was, why was a young kid like that just walking, especially somebody with that much money? Why wasn't he driving his car? Like, yeah. what? I just I just have so many questions. Not to say that anything nefarious yeah. happened or anything like that. Yeah, it's maybe. Just, yeah. It's just odd. Why why? <laughs> why? Yeah. So um And he just he just got drafted with the Steelers when? Well we just uh the Steelers picked him up in twenty twenty one, January of twenty twenty one. He was let go by the uh Washington Redskins back when it was the Redskins before they changed their name to the because that just happened towards the end of last year didn't yeah but um yeah I I don't know I I feel like there there might you know like with uh, Bob Saget for instance you know when he passed away recently which was pretty shocking to most people but you know it seemed pretty um What's the word I'm looking for? It, seemed, it was. It was seemed sudden. like it. It was sudden, but it seemed fairly, fairly innocent for the most part in terms of you know how the occurrence happened. But then as they started digging more into it, it seemed like there was more to it. Yeah. But I don't. Maybe they were making mountains out of molehills. But there were reports of him having hit his head before you know the that night or something, and just all sorts of stuff. So I just say that because I think I think that. Like with all stories that are sudden like this, this will probably develop into something else or there will yeah. be some facts brought to light or whatever the case be. At least I hope so. He was drafted first, uh, first um, in the first round, 15th overall in 2019 by Washington. Okay. Um, and that's where our segue uh, happens. See, in, in uh, broadcasting, you segue from one story to the other. Or you drive a segue <laughs> yeah. off the side of a hill. Um, anyway... So that segues into this. Washington is in some deep trouble. Uh, not only did they pick a horrible team name, um, but they also were hiding ticket revenue from the rest of the owners. No surprise. Yeah. So uh, Washington's going to be in some deep doo-doo, it appears. Um, if it's if it's proven to be true, they're denying it, obviously. Everyone always denies it. Um, obviously, you should. If you didn't do it, you should always deny it. Um, don't ever, don't ever say you did something when you didn't. Yeah, Daniel Daniel Kaplan, I guess the spokesperson said there has been absolutely no withholding of ticket revenue at any time by the commanders. Those revenues are subject to independent audits by multiple parties. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's obvious that something happened. We just have no idea what happened. Yeah. Um, so, so are they are they kind of speculating as to how long this has been going on for? As far as they know right now, the only thing that they can tell is just this last season. 
Um, but but they're they'll probably find out later on that it was much more than more than that. But as of right now, they're only looking at what happened last season. Okay. So well, chances are this is going to open up Pandora's box if. Yeah, I mean if it's if it's found to be true, they're going to go through a major audit. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get audited, and the Snyder's at least they're gonna end up probably having to sell the team, and one way or another. I mean you can't they're they're not gonna. The other owners, the the NFL is kind of like a club. And in order to even be an owner, you have to be approved by all 31 other owners. So whenever an owner oh, really? does something like this, okay, it's like a corporation. They can kick you out and fill that, fill that spot up with somebody else that's not going to be a complete douche nozzle. <laughs> um, well, uh, how long have they been in own? How long have they owned the Washington? Oh, since franchise. I, I want to say since the fifties. Not. I don't. I don't necessarily know this. How long the Snyder family? I wish I had Jesse. <laughs> I wish I had Jesse on the show. He he'd probably know more. He's a he's a Washington. He's a Washington fan. But um, but it's just funny rate, that this comes out like right after they change their name. Yeah, right after they change their name. Not to say name. that it has any direct connection, but it's just funny that it no, does. Well, one of the whole one of the reasons why they changed their name is because they had that whole scandal um where like they were they were selling was it was it Washington that was selling pictures of the cheerleaders? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. So like ownership or somebody within the the company itself or Hold on. It's good to know that. Uh, well, I guess they were trying to supplement Techwood sales because you know they were down by forty percent, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was when John Gruden was was with uh, was with Washington. They were like you could you could um, you could pay. You could pay to have pictures taken with the cheerleaders topless. Oh, that's yeah, that's nice. And like, well, I mean, cheerleaders made some money off of it. I, I'm not saying anything about that, but and then they would host parties where you could you you could have one of the cheerleaders as your escort for the night and <laughs> things like that. You know what that's called? Yeah, that's called an escort service. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. So they. So they went through all that stuff, and then they figured, oh, well, now's a good time to distract away from, oh, we're changing our name. Redskins is such a, such a racist. Yeah. Such a racist Seriously. name. Oh, man, we were so bad for that racist name. Yeah. Think about the racist name and not the prostitution that we were soliciting in the locker rooms. Everybody's like, this is a big win, but you don't know what why people do what they exactly. do exactly there's always there's always a bargaining chip that's what chip. it was is they were they they just th that was the perfect time to virtue signal so to speak and that's why and that's why they were the football team because think about it that think yeah. about it this way if it was a calculated decision that they had thought out and had planned for then they would have had a name already in the works what what corporation do you know of that would ever just change their name? Like, let's think of a 
what's a what's a what's a big big name corporation that just there's a couple of them that just went through major brand changes like um well wasn't uh weight watchers it was just ww and yeah well there's other ones where it was there was like the the name used to have two two words in it and they they just shorten it up but that that's a good one so it's, well that was because of all the the um debate back and forth about body shaming and all yeah, that kind of stuff yeah. that's been like I think IHOP was one of them they changed their name from the International House of Pancakes now I think it's just the House of Pancakes I never knew why they called it the International yeah, House of Pancakes yeah. cuz there was nothing quite international about it. so I'm not too uh, taken aback by that one yeah, so the weight I th- watchers one I think gets me more because it's like that's their whole yeah. point of being in existence but that's, the point is that was I, I guess even the house of pancakes isn't really a good good example because their name is just house of pancakes it's just <laughs> what they are i always remember those stupid commercials the rudy tootie fresh and fruity that yeah. they used to, and they'd have the guy come in with like the uh fake nose and fake glasses because he was afraid to order stuff that yeah. way or he was embarrassed to or whatever the case think about be. it this way let's say burger king wanted wanted to shorten their name to the king they're yeah. just they're just going to be called the king from now on they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't just say oh we're no longer going to be called the burger king because it's a symbol of colonialism yeah. and imperialism yeah. and we're getting rid of it um so we're just going to be called the burger restaurant do you ever notice, like, the people that make the biggest fuss are a smaller minority in relation to the people that don't give oh, a shit? absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's always the, the, the squeakiest wheel gets, gets, the, gets the oil. It's so just like speak. with, um, not for anything, but you heard about with the Daily Wire, they used to be supported by Harry's, Harry's yeah. Razors. Yep. And then Harry's Razors decided to go all for Woke. broke yeah whatever the case be and so they started their own razors company called jeremy's razors yeah and but it was all predicated on this um uh a couple of people that complained to harry's because somebody on the daily wire made a comment about they were they had a segment on transgenderism or something mm-hmm. and they made something that a comment they didn't like it's like there's tons of comments that are going to be made from the Daily Wire that people don't like. But, you know, for you to back out of support over that, it's like it's just bullshit. Yeah, it's there's, really, it's there's just, a lot of um, there's a lot of that going on. There's like a lot of attacks on certain certain platforms for for whatever reason. Um, I know that uh, the Daily Wire is. Um, the the Daily Wire is under attack. I know the Blaze is under attack right now um, because it appears as if um, some advertising for the Blaze is being pulled because of one of their shows. Um, I know that there's a couple of um, a couple of large, uh, well-known conservative voices that have been kicked off of YouTube, like. Um, uh, Glenn Beck's program, he's had a couple of his, he does Wednesday night specials and a couple of his specials have been pulled, uh, from, from YouTube. So he can't even put his stuff on YouTube anymore. So it's like, there's just, 
there's a lot of places that are that are just that don't have I I don't know it just it's it seems like the internet in its in its infancy seemed like it was going to be such a great place and such a well it still can a be bastion for freedom you just got to have the right people that are in places that make decisions with regards to some of these policies that are coming through I I was reading something back to our conversation with the Washington Commanders and it always seems like some of these you know changes happen that kind of work as smoke screens for uh, you know, bigger issues that yeah. are going on in the background. Somebody posted a comment about the BLM founder. It's like everybody knows what BLM stands for, buys lots of mansions. Yeah, So, exactly. I mean, you know, it's just, it's one of these things where you always have these people that scream the loudest, but always have so much bullshit going on in the background that, you know, if that would come to light, it would destroy their apps, it would destroy their credibility and it would absolutely yeah. destroy not anything that, that they say. Not that their credibility is great no, to begin with. But, but I mean, I get, yeah. you know, it, it was like it was like that one. Uh, there were a couple co-founders. And, you know, most of them, for the most part, you know, were above reproach, you know, at least with, with regards. They were doing it for the right reason. Yeah, and then there was that one that actually left the organization a couple years after they had started because he said things were changing. He said the original intent of the agency was to, you know, really a tackle, you know, instances where real injustice was happening. And, you know, we here on the, between the lines, we, we took, we took on at least the project of trying to identify some of that stuff that goes on in the prison system. And we saw yep. that we could see that there's actual injustice that goes on in the prison systems. And that's why I said last week, I'm, you know, happy that they're moving towards the federalization of marijuana, because we know for a fact, you know, the numbers don't lie to the fact that there are so many, yeah. Um, minorities, minorities that get put in the jail for simple possession of marijuana, which is bogus. Yep. Um, but anyways, why, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying it's just, it always seems like there's always something, some other pot boiling elsewhere that's trying to, that they're trying to get their people's attention off of. And that's why yeah. stuff happens. It's like with the whole Will Smith thing. Yep. What, who was it that said it? it's like, isn't it amazing? I, oh, I know what it was. It was, uh, Russell Brand. Russell Brand, of all people, he was like, you know, it was it was sad what happened with Will Smith, but what is it they don't want us to be watching right now that they let this become such a media craze? You know, the yep. whole Will Smith and Chris Rock narrative. So, and it's sad that we've gotten to the point where that's that's what that's what we question. So, anytime something crazy like that happens, the very first thing your mind goes to is, okay, what is it they don't want me to see? Yeah. Why? Why are we watching this? Why? Why? Why is it that they want us to watch this? Yeah, and that's. I mean, they make decisions based off of something. You know, there, there's there's a boardroom meeting somewhere where a bunch of execs are sitting down talking to each other, saying, "Okay, what do we want to highlight now?" So then you got to ask yourself, who's in the ear of these execs? Yeah, you know, you, you, I mean, I, not not for anything. Everybody knows this stuff goes on in the background, yep. and you know, one of the things uh, there was. I don't know if you saw in the news recently. Um, yeah, did you, did you see this in the news? Anyway? Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the guy from CNN looks like a Mr. Potato Head. Um, um, you know who I'm talking about. Stetler. Stetler. Stetler is such a – anyways. Um, Stetler, he was in a – he was at a Chicago University, and there was a kid that stood up and basically said something to the effect – I don't remember the verbatim, but something to the effect it's like, you know – we're talking about uh, misinformation here today. That was the topic. The whole 
underlying topic of the conversation. This happened pretty recently. And the kid stands up and basically says, so explain to me your, your following of the Russian hoax collusion and explain to me why, you know, he, he just started rattling off a bunch of stuff that CNN has covered ad nauseum, despite the fact that, you know, there were facts speaking to the contrary, you know, like one being the Russian hoax and all that jazz that happened during Trump's administration. But, you know, the point of it being is that, you know, who who was in the ears of the execs at CNN telling um, them, you know, let's let's focus on this direction now because, you know, let's get people's attention off of blah, blah, blah. Or yes. point. You, you know what I mean? Yep. That's why it's so hard to trust mainstream media today. It's hard to trust Fox. It's hard to trust CNN. It's hard to trust any of these major media corporations nowadays because, you know, somebody's in their ear telling these journalists, you know, where they should steer their focus on to. I mean, it's not like back in the days of the 60s, 70s, and 80s of Cronkite and yeah. even Dan Rather. Who That's the way it was. I'm not a big fan of Dan Rather, but at least Dan Rather had some integrity when it came to journalism. You know, he was out there reporting stuff. He had his opinions, of course, but he was still, you know, reporting things as they were, you know, yeah. for the most part. So, but um, it just, it yeah, I mean, I me personally, I think that this, you know, maybe maybe this whole name change with the Washington Commanders was kind of prefacing. You know that they suspected it was, that this it was, was most most likely because they were they were pressured for years to do something about it, and they always said, "No, we're not doing it. We're not going to change the name." It, the, the The name was was selected by actual Native Americans, and it was voted on by a council, and this, that, and the other, and they've always defended it, defended it, defended it, until. The stripper parties, <laughs> and then all of yeah. a sudden they decide that they're going to change their name. So it's one hand washes the other, I suppose. Um, to your to your point, though, I I wrote, I wrote this down while you were talking. I wanted to make this point. I I heard something um, over the weekend regarding the the whole misinformation, and I th I think it was the Brian Stetler thing as well, um, and. One the quote was, misinformation is is dependent upon the support for that thing. Oh yeah. So it's only misinformation if it's not the popular opinion at the time. Oh yeah. For instance, um, the lab leak theory. Uh, I was actually kicked off of Facebook for a week for posting a funny meme about the lab leak theory um, right around right around the time that John Stewart made the joke about it, the 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 virus has the same name as the lab and then he's like oh, did they, did they <laughs> you know, have relations yeah. with penguins yeah did a pangolin pangolin mate with a turtle and, <laughs> you know then this it was right around that time and i i got suspended from facebook for a week for putting this out there and then now that was that was considered misinformation now it's becoming more and more likely that it was it did originate from a lab, whether it was accidental or intentional, you know that that doesn't matter. But now, you know, one man's misinformation is another man's gospel, and and you can't you can't just label something misinformation and then move on, because who controls who controls what gets labeled? Yeah, 
Well, it's just like Fauci denying over and over again that uh, exactly the was Where it the, is NI, Fauci? the NIH was yeah. it the NIH yep. had no direct yeah. funding capacity. And then they with find regards. it. Yeah. Then, then they they find the direct paper trail. So it was misinformation up until the up point until that they proved that it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, how is how can you? I don't understand the mental gymnastics that it takes for these people to make these claims. Like we're we're sitting there staring at a blue sky, and they're like, ah, well, you're not a, you're not a meteorologist. It's actually green. Yeah, you're not a <laughs> you're you're not a meteorologist, so you can't really tell me that there's a blue sky. Uh, it, it could be raining. You you don't know. Well, it's like with the stupid statement, you know, you know. And here, I'll just preface this. Of course, we know that Jackson got approved to the Supreme Court. Yay. Yeah, and you know it's it's great, it's whatever. Um, she, I'm not going to doubt that she doesn't have qualifications. I mean, sure. she has qualifications. She termed she, and I said this before. I mean, she has she has enough experience there for me to feel comfortable that she's not an idiot. You know, that's walking into it like you know we have wondered about that about some Supreme Court justices in the past. You know, yeah. but you know at the same time, I'm I'm not doubting her intellectual capacity, but for her to stand there. And make, you know, just kind of dumb answers. Stupid, stupid comment. And I, you know, and to your point, you had said something about, you know, she wasn't trying to tick off the people that yeah. were. In, and the I alphabet can, mafia. Yeah. And I can kind of, you know, agree to that to some point. Of course, you really can't say for sure because you can't get into the mind of these people and sure. know what their inspiration is for why they say what they say. But, you know, that being said, you know, it, it's just, you know, this constant litany of people being unwilling to commit to scientific factual statements because it doesn't appease the the current media-driven narrative or whatever it is at the time. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, Fauci's going to say whatever the fuck people want him to say, you know, that are... Because he probably has people feeding stuff in his ear. Oh, he's I, got I, handlers. You he, know he's got handlers. He's like anybody else, you know? Yeah. He's got somebody that's, you know, grafting his speeches and grafting his his talking points and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, you got to wonder is when they step up to the podium to talk this kind of stuff, you know, how much leeway are they given so that they come off at least somewhat reputable? Uh, you I, know what I mean? No, I hear like you. Like how, how, how much drag do you put on your line with a fish to give the fish the impression that's actual bait that's not yep. connected to something? You know what I mean? It's you, before you hook, the, hook, line, and sinker them, you know? Yep. No, I get it 100%. The the only thing I'll say about um, is it Jackson Brown or Brown Jackson? I think it's Brown Jackson. Katenji Brown. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Her middle name. Yeah. Um, or her yeah. Hyphenated. However you want to put it. Um, she's. I think more important. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it this way. More important to me than the color of her skin and the genitals that she has um, is the fact that I think I think she's the first. Supreme Court justice that served as a public defender. Yes, that is that is something that was brought up. And to me, I think that's more important. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, y you know, it brings it brings a different uh, perspective yeah. to the. Exactly that that means that she's she's been forced to defend to defend some yeah. people that couldn't afford defending. My my thing is is as long as she sticks, you know, as long as she sticks to. Uh, making rulings based off of what the law says. Oh, you're you're, the you're in fucking unicorn. Yeah, land. yeah, Just, I know. But no, as I, long as she, she's she's a, she's a smart, intelligent woman. 
but to 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 sit here under any kind of delusion that she's going to follow the letter of the constitution is you're you're she, she's going to she's going to mold the constitution to fit the narrative she's not going to she's not going to go the other direction uh, that's just my opinion well i mean the fact of the matter is is they try to label they've been trying for the last couple of weeks now they've been trying to say that about thomas because of his wife's association with yeah you know now they're trying now they're trying to throw doubt on him and what, but of course they've been trying to throw doubt on him since since, his, since, since before his, he was even his, there his appointment yeah. so they said that the republicans were downright nasty to Katenchi brown jackson yeah but they weren't downright nasty the Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh they weren't downright nasty even too gorsh gorsh is milk toast yeah you know he's he's just a he's he's right above he's right above richard simmons and and mitt romney as far as his you know his his exciting his excitability well it's gotten to the point where in politics you know depending on the side of the aisle that you stand on some things are less or greater depending on where you stand in relation to the object of the of the of the conversation in other words if you're if you stand more on the left side of things or more of democrats democrat side of you know that you would have seen Kavanaugh as being attacked righteously yes whereas on the other flip side of things you would have seen Jackson you know being attacked righteously because i'm not i'm not going to deny you know you know, there were some questions asked by the GOP senators that were sitting on that committee that were a little bit absurd, you know, and the fact that they would just they're, they're the people that they always get to point it to this. They should start looking for other people to get a point. I get tired of hearing Lindsey Graham. Yeah. I get tired of hearing, you know, from Cruz sometimes, you know, they just they become and not to say that they don't have valid talking points, but at the same time, they say a lot of bullshit <laughs> at the same time. And it kind of clouds the, um, you know, the purity of their their angle. The legitimacy. Yeah. The, yeah. No, I get you. But I'm just saying is that in, in today's politics, you know, one guy stabs another guy. One person sees that as a legitimate and okay thing to do because mm-hmm. they agree with that person's reasoning. Whereas on the other side of the aisle, the person's like, well, that person was murdered. Yeah. And that person should you know, be sent, you know, you know what I mean? It really depends on which side of the aisle you stand anymore. There's no seeing things for what they are anymore. There's no like looking at a particular piece of statement and saying that's wrong or right. You know, there's none of that anymore. It's, it's all laced with some kind of back end, you know, who's tied to this and who said it and what party are you affiliated with and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no. And, the Supreme Court is is certainly it's certainly one of those places where you don't want that kind of partisanship to yeah. to leak into. You don't want uh, people on the Supreme Court voting by party and not by the Constitution. The whole the whole point of the whole point of the Supreme Court is to protect the integrity of our laws by, by, you know, uh, comparing them to the way that they are, uh, you know, putting them up in a, a litmus test to the Constitution and seeing if they hold water as far as, you know, constitutionally. That's what the Supreme Court job is supposed to be. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, again, I think that she is a intelligent, um, uh, 
qualified woman. Um, but again, I'm under no, I'm under, under no fantasies that she's going to defend the constitution as written. She's, she's, she's not an originalist. She's a, uh, We'll know as she's, soon as she yeah. starts proceeding over stuff. And, and, and that's that's 100% true. Um, Kavanaugh has made some decisions that I didn't think he was going to make. Uh, Gorsh has uh, surprised me a couple of times yeah. um, so far. And, um, you know, even even um, like Alito has, has made some decisions that I thought it were like, okay, out of character. But. I mean, like, I, and I've said this before, like, Byers, I mean, we knew where he stood on stuff, but at the same time, I still had an s- extreme amount of respect yep. for Byers because he was very adamant about the fact that his rulings were judged. I mean, he may have been left to center, but he was still center, you know? Yeah. He still tried to make judgments based off of the, you know, what was law and what wasn't. And that's why I'm not real up in arms about this because it's not like yeah. we're replacing Clarence Thomas. With yeah, with Katenji Brown yeah. Jackson, we're replacing. Essentially, it's a carbon copy of what was already there. But so. what uh, you started, we started touching on something a little bit ago with regards to um, speech uh, oh. with with the internet, freedom and freedom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that kind of comes up. That reason why, hopefully, this is a horrible segue. But <laughs> no, there's a there's a new sheriff in town. I think is what you're is what you're getting. We at. we don't know yet. We don't know what because it okay. No more shadows, cloaks, and daggers <laughs> here. We all know that Elon Musk just bought roughly about ten percent of Twitter's uh, oh, stock that we know of. I will I will say that some some estimates because there's some he already owns some. So some people are saying it's estimated up to up to fifteen percent of. So he may have just increased his leverage. Is what you're saying? Yes. Um, That being said, he's already been. You know, they appointed him on a a seat at the board. Yep. Which is kind of what they should have done because that's policy. (laughs) When you have that much of a percentage, I mean, when you're talking that much money. Yeah. But you know, there are a lot of people that are freaking out. There's stupid statements coming out from. People, you know, on the far, far left stating things like, you know, this is this is an attack against free speech and everything. It's like Hitler now owns Twitter. Yeah. I mean, just dumbass, stupid statements because Elon Musk is not a conservative. Elon Musk is not. He's probably more center left than anything else, you know, when it comes to stuff. But he he's been very clear. You know what it is? It's those fucking racists. Trying to keep the African American man down. <laughs> it's true because he is African American. For those of you who don't know, Elon Musk is from South Africa originally, and he they migrated here to the U.S. and you know he's made a good name for himself in terms of business. Yeah, he really throws those statistics. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it doesn't really make sense for the uh, narrative. But back in 2021, he was quoted as saying, uh, "A lot of people are going to be super unhappy." with West Coast High Tech as the de facto arbiter of free speech. And just last month, uh, which would be March, he declared himself a free speech absolutist. Um, So for some reason, for some reason, those statements are a hard pill to swallow for people. Yeah. You know, it... It's funny. It's like now now even free speech doesn't even mean the the same thing anymore. Yeah. 
and and I'm I'm a free speech absolutist myself. Yeah. Um, to the point where I there, there's a lot of speech that I feel is cringe, but I still think that that's the that's the speech that we need to protect the most. Yeah. It's not the speech that we all agree with. It's the speech that very few of us agree with that we need to protect. Uh, something you were saying about um, uh, with regards to stuff that John Stewart was saying and things that you had said um, kind of was what started the uh, the marching call for Elon was back in 2020 when he made a statement on Twitter that said children were essentially, he used the word essentially immune. Um, and yeah, I get it. He's not a doctor. He's not a, you know, immunologist. He's yeah. not a... He's not an epidemiologist. You know, he doesn't have the credentials in the fields that you would want him to have. But at the same time, you know, it's it's already been shown, you know, statistically that children have had a higher resistance rate to, you know, COVID-19 than any other populace in the in the world, period, uh, just because, you know, they have more naturally function functioning immune systems, I guess you would yeah. say, you know, they can kind of compete with some of the uh, um, things that could happen along the way uh, in terms of viruses and bacterial infections and whatnot. But um, kids are strong, man. Yeah. And, you know, he, that's all he said. He said they're essentially immune. He didn't go into, you know, state that, you know, he knew this with absolute 100% certainty because his credentials establish him as such a, a you know, an expert in the field. And, yeah. You know, and then. You know, they they blocked him on, you know, Twitter, you know, for however long because he made that statement because it was deemed as COVID misinformation. And he got mad about it. <laughs> so he decided he was going to, you know, make it a point to, uh, you know, do something about it. And um, interesting enough, one of the things that they're saying now is, you know, this is this is a interesting step. Uh, in spite of, you know, this narrative that we're just a bunch of um, martyrs. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, he decided that, you know, his his beliefs with regards to free speech, you know, mandated that he make a bigger move in terms of finances. And, you know, what's sad about it is that it all kind of centers around Elon Musk. It, it's troublesome that there's not more leaders in business right now that are in the limelight with regards to that. I mean, there's some on a smaller scale, but we don't have, you know, a litany of them that are out there just setting standards. And that's kind of what I, why I wanted to bring up Musk is not so much with regards to what he's doing right now in terms of the changes he's calling out to make, but more this idea of um, corporatocracy corporatocracy and uh, technocracy, you know, this, this, this movement of corporations that are, you know, like we were talking about last week with Citizens United, um, you know, how that corporations are now deemed as an individual, you know, who can act as an individual and make choices as an individual. You know, and I agree that in, you know, give me feedback on this, but I believe, I believe corporations have freedoms yeah. To operate, you know, within certain confines, you know, to establish policies that, you know, like, for instance, you know, I remember working in certain industries where people would make some really off color comments, you know, through email or whatever sure. the case be, and they would held accountable for it. I think that's fine. 
you know, you make you make a really off color comment to yeah. somebody that's working there. Yeah, I think you should because you have to maintain a safe working environment yeah. for everybody, and you don't want people to feel uncomfortable at work. But at what point is safe now? Hey, I'm not allowed to talk about anything that I believe or yeah. anything that I stand yeah. for. And it's not like it's not like these people are asking for a soapbox. Maybe some of them are. Maybe some of them are asking for a soapbox to stand on, but. And the most part is just these private conversations that are being held between individuals that work within the company. And, you know, these policies that are coming down are now starting to dictate that you can't even speak freely about things that you believe. I don't think that and, – and I've said this before and I'll, I'll, I'll say it probably ad nauseum. But I really, really, really don't think that when this country was founded that the founding fathers ever envisioned that a corporation could become as large – Yeah as it is yeah. like that it was never fathomable that a business could be larger than a country yeah and or richer than a country richer than a country and that that's where we're at that's that's absolutely where we're at right now is corporations have more power than the government yeah because they can lobby and so on and so i i i originally i know I know the original intent behind the Citizens United uh, ruling and whatnot and corporate um, political action campaigns and things like that, and I I get it, but I think that we missed... I think we missed some information there, and I, th I think that we should go back and revisit that because I really think that was a mistake. And I think that got us to where we are now where corporations have more power than the people because we consider the corp a corporation a person. What was that? I think it was feedback. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, but at any rate, um, yeah, I think citizens United was, was a, was a huge, uh, a huge mistake. Well, it's just like, I mean, if you want to put it in the context, nine 11 Patriot act, Yeah, it was all done in, in hopes of protecting us from the scary terrorists with that's good out intentions. there with good intentions, but it it's manifested itself into a beast that can be leveraged to control. Yeah. The Patriot act was a bad idea. Yeah. And it's, it's always going to be a bad idea because it, it's like, I mean, we don't think about it in this context, but Ben Franklin hit it on the head when he said that any country that sacrifices a little bit of any, any freedom for safety yep. is, you know, shouldn't have, freedom to yeah. begin with you know what it's, is it, it uh, any anyone that would be satisfied to sacrifice a little bit of liberty for a little bit of safety will end up with neither yeah. liberty nor nor safety yeah and it's true and i the thing that's bothersome with regard regards the corporations is that basically you're seeing in my estimations you're seeing this this leveraging of corporations and people within corporations to be able to manage the people the populace yeah so if you have major corporations like let's take amazon for instance how many people does amazon uh employ across oh, the u.s millions how many people does walmart employ yep. across the u.s if we are slowly but surely eliminating uh small business interest which means small business is the biggest competitor uh, in terms of right now, small business is the biggest employer in the country. Yes, and but it's also the easiest way to keep bigger corporations in check. Yes, 
And I think that's a big that's a big thing that we neglect to talk about is free market capitalism. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Small business, I mean, introduces the opportunity for a lot of different opinions and leanings to be able to enter into the workforce and into the the cap the market in a way that um if they can develop a product that is more competitive than say amazon.com then they can put jeff bezos on his ear yeah you know i mean jeff bezos every time i look at that guy all i can think of is lex luther from you know superman i mean this guy i i wouldn't trust him further than i could throw him but you know i can tell you if um if americans become adamant and die hard about the boycott China um, initiative uh, where people are trying to buy less and less Chinese goods and more and more American yeah. stuff. Amazon's going to take a beating because near man, how, how many things that you buy on Amazon have a made in China sticker yeah. on them? And the whole reason why you can get the cheap stuff at Walmart is because it's made in China. So what are you going to what 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 are what is Walmart and Amazon going to do when the American consumer sacrifices those couple dollars that they're saving in order to boost and prop up the American economy? Yeah. So so all of a sudden everyone starts buying American and not buying Chinese, all of a sudden Amazon and Walmart are their shares are going to drop to to, yeah. to the barrel because yeah. They're propped up by Chinese slave labor. Um, you know, we can go back to the Uyghurs. I had somebody. I don't want to get too far off talking. I had somebody the other day tell me that the the Uyghurs was a conspiracy theory. That there's no such thing as just like the Holocaust yeah. was a conspiracy yep. theory too. Yeah. I had somebody tell me that 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 it's not really happening. That there's not really concentration camps in China, and that that it, the whole thing is just a Western conspiracy. Well, there's there's bots. There's literal there's bots all over the internet that some some steep cell inside of China's government is probably designing to go out there and you know. It's ridiculous. You say stuff like, you know, this is misinformation and this is misinformation and blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's, it's just it, it, that that's infuriating to me that, that there, there's all that suffering out there and people deny that it's even real. Well, didn't we, when we did our two-part series on the Uyghurs a couple, about a year or so ago, uh, a lot of, we did see that there was an initiative, a move for a lot of major branded companies, companies at least that are branded in the U.S., um, that were starting to try to shift yeah. their operations to other countries or to the yep. U.S. even so that... which But it there's just, a lot of countries also, countries, companies also that are doing the exact opposite, that are doubling down because of the cheap yeah. Chinese labor, yeah. like Coca-Cola and stuff like that. They're not yeah. pulling. No. They make a lot of money over in China. But also, look, they're also the companies that have been in the news lately with relation to how they treat their employees, yep. right? And that's exactly goes back to what I'm saying is that, you know, we have these massive corporations that have been around since like the early 1900s and further back that have got deep roots in U the U.S. culture. And, uh, you know, just to begin to imagine just how many subsidiaries and how many arms and how many reaches you know what the extent of the reach is you know think of coca-cola like how far do they reach you know how far does disney reach how far does amazon reach now how far does well amazon's kind of newer on the scene <laughs> fair enough 
<laughs> next week, next week on the Phantom I d- Detective, you know, or no, what? <laughs> I used to listen to a lot of those those '30s, '40s detective novels, but yeah. but anyways, uh, just you know, the fact that Elon steps in and then immediately everybody just loses their freaking minds yeah. over it. It just tells me that people are he's just, doing the right thing. Yeah, people are just knee de- deep in bullshit and they don't realize it. And that's the sad thing about it is that people can't, you know, we're talking about semi-intellectual people, <laughs> you know, and I say semi-intellectual because if you're truly intellectual, you know, like one person I would consider an intellectual is Jordan Peterson, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, here here's a guy who, you know, was pretty much in most of his standpoints very liberal in a lot of his standpoints. For the but, most part. But extremely, extremely... um um comprehensive in his understanding of how free speech works and how you know you know he he got he got the bad end of the stick when it came to when this yeah. when these things started to come to a head and his his intellect drove him to a point to where he was able to see that this is going in the wrong direction and he very, just refused to he just refused to walk over the cliff yeah. is all it really was he didn't he didn't do anything spectacular no. in the fact that he, he didn't march into a public square and make demands or anything like that. He just simply refused. Yeah. To, he just refused. He refused to walk over the cliff with the rest of the lemmings. And he's just like, no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to sit this one out. And interesting Have enough, fun. he gets labeled and libeled. Yeah. You know, for, and he's the most passive well, I wouldn't. There are some instances where he can get pretty fired up. But, oh yeah, but even even him fired up. Yeah, it's 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 kind of out of character. He gets more and more polite. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm sorry, but I I I can't. I have to. I have to disagree. <laughs> you know, it's like calm down there, Jordan. <laughs> well, he. I was listening to a a, a, a a snippet from something he did at Cambridge. He was doing a, um, and this was pretty recent. He was doing some kind of a talk. Basically, he said, you know, what are you going to do for the oppressed? I, I thought the whole initiative, the whole thing about, uh, I can't do a Canadian no, no, accent no, very well. You're, you're doing good. He's like, I thought the whole thing was that uh, we're fighting for the oppressed. So what do the oppressed have more than free speech? If they don't have free speech, they have absolutely they nothing. Have nothing. So, yep. and, and he made the, he was just making the point that, you know. It, well, not just, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But he, you know, the the nice thing about Jordan Peterson is, despite all the flack he gets, he has a lot of respect on both sides of the aisle. He has a lot of respect, and that's why I think he's such an important figure in today's um, free speech argument. Like Dave Rubin, yeah, I think that yeah. he's another one where he came from uh, commie lefty. He would say um, that's his explanation. Yeah, of it, yeah, he came from that world. Yeah, and. I I remember watching the Larry Elder video that woke him up. Oh man, it was crazy. And it was it was funny watching it. I mean, not funny as in ha ha funny, yeah. but it was interesting watching. You can see the light bulb going off and the candle being lit in Dave Rubin's eyes. You can see it in real time. It's pretty cool. But um, I I mean I I think it's a good move. I mean I, I'm happy that Elon, I like it. I think it's good that Elon made this move. Um, I wish more. Uh, industry leaders and business leaders would start to look at it from this perspective too. I mean, here's the thing though, is that 
you know, there was a point in my life where I was more of a reformationist than a separatist. <laughs> you know, there's that old statement, you know, what are you more of? It's like, there are times when, you know, I can see that there might be an opportunity to reform. Um, at the same time, you got to wonder sometimes if you, it's just not time to pack your bags and separate and then build, build something separate. And, you know, it's crazy to think, but, you know, the last two or three years have been kind of the the call for other leaders of industry to kind of jump into the fray with regards to, you know, specifically information, communication, you know, things of that nature, you know, that's been kind of the hot topic, Yeah. you know, but there's, there's more, there's more to be tackled in the realm of free speech as it relates to corporations than just simply tech companies and how they manage their communication platforms and whatnot. There's, there's a litany of things that I think that we've gotten lazy on in, in this country. <laughs> Thanks, Marta. Um, <laughs> or Greta. Um, but anyways, I, you know what I mean? In these last, you know, what, 40, 30, 40 years, we've gotten real comfortable with this idea that, you know, corporations have people's interests, you know, best yeah. interests at heart. That's absolutely not true. You know, we think because the the evolution of unions and everything that, you know, suddenly we have arrived or whatever the case be. But, you know, we're so far removed from that. Uh, I, I think we've gone further in a different direction that we've really got to start realizing is that you've got to have two guardrails up. Yeah. You know, on any roadway. You've got to have guardrails on the right and left side of the highway in order for things not to go flying off in either direction. Yeah, and and that's a good point is you don't want... We I've used the I've used the end zone analogy over and over and over again, but it's a it's a great analogy. Is you don't want the end zones taking over the field. And what I mean by that is is and I've explained it before, but I'll explain it again. Is if you think about a football field, you've got the extreme right in one end zone, yeah. and you have the extreme left in the other end zone, and then you have everyone else is between the goal lines, just trying to survive. You don't want the end zones taking over the rest of the field and becoming larger and larger and larger. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't want anything to be extreme one way or another. No. Like, I I don't agree with the extreme right just as much as I don't agree exactly. with the extreme left. Yeah. There's got to be a middle ground that we come to, a gray area, where we can all, uh, where we can all feel comfortable just – being in this compromise um, space. And that's what they, I remember a time, and I hate to sound like an old man, but um, I remember a time when we were there where everybody, for the most part in the United States, everybody kind of agreed with the same things. And we may have disagreed on, we may have disagreed on little things, on, on, on little policies and things like that. But for the most part, we agreed that, the United States was a good place. That uh, the free that freedom of speech was more important than just about anything, um, and we kept politics out of everyday life. Well, what's interesting, and we can talk about this on because we we're yeah yeah wanting we're, to tie up yeah. here. But one of the things that I find interesting the more I look into communism is that communi communism in many ways represents far right and far left extremes. Sure, you know if you think about it. Yep. Um, you know, far right in the if you take North Korea, for instance, you know, there's a lot of far right policies. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of far right policies that influence their culture. Yes. You know, they don't allow for certain types of cultural, you know, 
allowments. And that's a, they in like in China, for instance, we talked about this the other China. week with regards to the you know the gay population or the homosexual yep. populations. Like they don't allow people to be gay in in China. You know, if they find that out. You go to jail, or yeah, get, there's no, or get mistreated, or whatever the case be. But there are no pride parades. No, in in Shanghai. So, and on the other side of the stick, the left-handed side of it is where the left is going with a lot of stuff. Is with regards to this redefining of what free speech means, and then the protection of that new defining of free speech in such a way that it creates this new guardrail. That, like, again, let's take China or North Korea or some other country, for instance that you know basically sets these standards that you can't talk about certain things in public yeah. or in the public eye otherwise you'll again be deemed as you know a state sponsor terrorist or you know you know what i mean it yep. there's right and left elements that you know, are included in that in that in that whole construct going back to the patriot act too and that's another reason why a lot of people didn't really see the writing on the wall when we put that in place but the a lot of the verbiage in the Patriot Act is talking about terrorism. Well, who gets to define what a terrorist is? Yeah, exactly. And that's where it starts to get dangerous. Is yeah. that the United States government could become every bit as dangerous as the Chinese government just by utilizing the Patriot Act. Yeah. I mean, look at what happened on January sixth. I'm not I don't agree with I don't agree with what happened on January 6th at all, uh, you know, on on any concept, at least the violent portion of it. I I agree that they had the right to be there and protest, but once they started entering the Capitol And we talked about that last week, once it turns violent, it's a whole different Yeah, once once that switch flipped and and they were entering the Capitol building and breaking glass and stuff like that, then then that's where it got to the point where I don't agree. Would I consider them domestic terrorists? That's a yeah. That's a that's a hard. They were criminals. Yeah, they committed criminal criminals. acts. But the good the the point that um you know my nephew made you know bright bright kid he's only like nineteen years old. Well, I I guess he just turned twenty one. So I, I'm I'm time warp. Um, <laughs> but but anyway, um, he said, well, if 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 those that did what they did on January 6th aren't domestic terrorists, then why would you consider Antifa to be a domestic terrorist? That was a good question. Yeah, Because it it's the same. You would have to, if you're going to consider one, you have to consider the well, other. Well, it's the thing. I mean, again, this is a topic unto itself, but yeah. Antifa is not just isolated to the U.S. Antifa is a group sure. that you know has its cells all across the world in sure. different and you know they in many regards they in in the context in which they operate many of them have operated as anti-fascist which yeah. means they are fighting against government shifts in which fascism is being seen as the prevailing theme you yeah. know so to speak so but you know it's like with anything you it's like with BLM it's like you know BLM back in when did they start 2012 2013 was Something when the like organization that. first came about they, you know, like the the one founder that had left the organization that said they left their original intent, and then you had all these people being grafted in underneath the BLM yeah. that really had nothing to do with what their original stated mission statement was. So it's the same with Antifa that you have all these anarchists 
that are running around, you know, claiming to be Antifa or anti-fascist, but all they were ever doing was they were just going after people that were demonstrating elements of free speech in public forums. If you yep. look at most of the videos relating to Antifa events, like that Andy Nago, Andy, Andy, Andy no. No, most of the stuff that he came out with was the fact that these are people that are not, they're just, they're just out to get you, basically. They, they just... They, they have a certain subset of things that they like to hear, that they like to agree with, and then they make themselves into this bully where they go into these crowds of people that are there for some stated event or whatever the case be, and then they disrupt it, you yep. know, because that's not anti-fascism. They're, they're basically misrepresenting the entire intent of what Antifa had started with because I believe that there is actual anti antifa groups or cells in the world that probably accurately represent what they stand for through what they do and how they conduct themselves yeah whereas antifa in the united states and our part of the western hemisphere of the united states are representing them in a way that is completely not congruous or not congruent with uh, what the original intent was. So it, it's like with anything. It's like you can take something that's good at its roots and then completely blow it out of proportion because you don't take enough time to review these jackasses that are getting into your organization and running with it like it's their thing. So, I mean, that's, that's I, and to, your, to your nephew's point, he's spot on. I mean, there, there's, there are things that divide... Um, a person's, uh, in, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is they're, they're a people that can justify what they're doing and people that can't justify what they're doing. And I think you've really got to look at that analytically based off of the context. You can't just like willy-nilly say that these people are okay and these people are not just simply because of what their label is. Yep. And it's just like with Democrats and Republicans, just like with any libertarian or any independent. You can't just say they're okay. You can't just say that they stand for the right thing simply for the fact of what their label says. Yes. You've got to you've got to dig into these people because you're going to soon find out if the more that you dig in instead of just pulling the lever at the voting ballots instead of just I'm going to vote Republican or I'm going to vote Democrat or I'm going to vote all libertarian instead of doing that bullshit how about you take some time to actually figure out what you're throwing your weight behind and figure out who these people are and if they truly stand for what you're voting for. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, no. It's like with anything. And it comes all back to what you're saying with terrorism. Can you accurately define this person as a terrorist based off of their actions? It's just like with this whole migration away from, you know, standing by scientific statements. You know, this is a scientific statement established in biology that we have come to accept because it's been hypothetically proven. You know, yep. We've proven it through the processes that you need to go through in science to establish this as a more than conclusive fact, you know. 100%. No, it, yeah. And that's and that's that's the whole progressive agenda is to is to make us question question our our foundations well language and, is important in that whole piece yes i i think that would be an awesome discussion to have sometimes is just how language has changed in yeah. the past however many years and how things have taken on you know Different not even so much with regards to slang because there's slang in every generation that refers to the same thing but just you know it's a it's a twin but just the redefining of simplistic under that's whack yo <laughs> yeah yeah, basically. 
you, you jive monkey or yeah, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but um you're a bad mama jamma yeah exactly just some of the stuff but you know like words like freedom words like um you know independence words like terrorism words like <laughs> you, you get what i'm saying though i i just we're we're fighting we're fighting a bigger battle than just simple ideologies we're fighting in an attempt to change what words mean the very foundation yeah of everything yeah is being questioned at this point i think that's a discussion for another time yep it is i think it's a good time to to wrap it up you can find us on facebook facebook.com forward slash pa between the lines you can find us on twitter at the btl podcast you can find us on reddit um at the uh, subreddit btl podcast and our username is the btl show um you can find us there communicate with us there um again no posting dick yes yeah, no, no dick pics we would prefer. no dick pics um i moderate that pretty heavily so unfortunately um i will have to at least see them <laughs> in order to take them down so I'm, I'm not a big fan of that so please um please um anyway let's limit them <laughs> yeah limit limit that so at any rate um uh facebook.com forward slash pa between the lines on twitter at the btl podcast uh we're on reddit at um the subreddit is btl podcast no the or anything like that just btl podcast and the username is the btl show um until next week um i hope everyone has a great week I hope the weather gets a little bit better. Yeah. Um, no tornadoes, no windstorms, no craziness happening any any longer. Um, but until then, um, everyone have a great week and take care of yourselves and each other. Bye. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>